0: Welcome to Hacking the Hustle. This is your host, Benjamin Squar, and today's guest is Castle Shapiro, the CEO of Skiller, which is a app that helps people have one-on-one video chatting with pros for everyday skills. Nice to be here. Like?
1: That's perfect. That sounds right. Thank you.
0: I'm happy to have you on the show today because... I helped as a lawyer work on your Series A fundraising round, where you raised six point five million dollars. And I'm excited to learn and talk about building a marketplace because I also have experience trying to launch a similar platform. So a lot of lessons to be learned and shared.
1: Yeah, so much. Yeah, that was and that was that was quite a bit of a lift the uh, the offering package for that financing. So thanks for working on that it was verbose um, because we placed that financing with uh, angel investors around the country. Um, anyway, look, yeah, I, I really, it's great to be speaking with you. And as we, as we talked about offline, these marketplaces are are tough. It's a two-sided affair. And uh, you know, I come from a background of 20 years on wall street, you know, as an entrepreneur admittedly, but in, you know, uh, private equity finance raising money for and advising a bunch of, ventures life science and technology it's a totally different beast to jump into the hot seat and command a software dev team and a design team and then work on product market fit and performance marketing so lots to discuss
0: how does just the skill set that you acquired over your decades on wall street apply to becoming a founder
1: uh (laughs) <laughs> Great question. It's uh, it's certainly the one key element of being an entrepreneur is, and from experience in, in Wall Street, is just stick-to-itiveness. Um, there have been financings that we launched as investment bankers over the years for tech and life science companies that uh, had headwinds. And uh, it's not unlike what happens with a tech company. So the stick-to-itiveness paired with a willingness to pivot and be nimble um, is one of the key uh, drivers of success. And I, I take that from my from my past experiences. Now that said, you know it's it's also very eye opening and humbling to come into a tech venture. Having been involved on the periphery as an advisor and a fundraiser, it's humbling to come into a tech venture and just realize how little, you know, you know, so one of the um, one of the good skills uh, from which I can draw from my past experience on Wall Street is just um, process of due diligence and discovery. Um, And so, you know, we especially I was just speaking with somebody about performance marketing, online marketing for our app and how to evolve and enhance that. And, you know, I had my own preconceived notions about what performance marketing, digital advertising entailed and what the tools were and what was a contemporary software stack to execute that process. And but I also knew that I I know enough to know what I you know, that I know very little. And so I've been um, speaking with a number of experts not relying upon any single one, you know, continue to apprise myself of what's out there and then kind of come to my own determination of what is really the most contemporary approach to advertising an app. Mm-hmm. And of course, that applies to every other part of the business from designing it to building it to seeking customers. And anyway.
0: From your own words, what is Skiller?
1: So Skiller began as is this vision of a one-stop shop where a consumer could procure the talent of a pro live, one-on-one and online at any time. And so I I really wanted to create this frictionless place where you as a consumer could find somebody with whom you could video chat right now or later. That person could be at any price point, whether you wanted a high-priced expert or somebody who's a purported expert who's at a burgeoning point of their career and, um, and again, frictionless, meaning pay by the minute, um, and in turn, conversely, wanted to create a place where a purported pro through a shingled professional could monetize their spare time, and so kind of create a marketplace where two people on both ends of the spectrum could could connect, um, and one could imbue the other with their talent and passion, the other could, you know, could pay for the privilege, and uh and it came to me through um just the trials and travails of using Google Translate to endeavor to converse with people while I was on a on a European trip about five years ago. And then I came back to the States and realized, well, you know, I it's not just about having friends that you could pull up on FaceTime to help you speak Italian to somebody while you're in Italy. It's more than that. It's if I'm trying if I'm struggling with my homework or my kids' homework at 10 PM, there's a problem. I can't. I, I can't. Ske- I don't know when I'm going to need a homework helper. I certainly don't want to schedule that in advance. Um, I don't. I don't want to, or maybe can't afford to procure a homework helper for an hour. I want them when I want them, where I want them, and for small bits of time. Same thing for fitness instructors. So there's a whole bunch of industries out there that we thought we could, you know, we could disrupt and we could disintermediate the current, you know, friction points in it. So that's how it began, you know. And um, so we launched Skiller uh, officially last year in a private, uh, minimally viable product beta earlier in the year. And so this is the uh, first quarter of 2022. We completed the financing upon which you worked uh, in the summer of 2022 and then completed the, the fully baked product skiller the one-stop shop app uh ios only in november of 2022 and launched it with 50 categories of skills thousands of pros um 250 skills therein and it really was you know the idea was to have low-hanging fruit obvious places where consumers would would benefit from access to you know live one-on-one access to pros at affordable price points and pay by the minute so Things like homework helpers, as I alluded to, and language lessons and fitness instructors, and then to also have a bunch of novel and and, and interesting and fun experiences in the very same app. So in the same app that we had homework helpers, we also had musicians with whom you could either jam if you wanted to practice or who could play music for you at your dinner party. We also had witch doctors. We had comedians. We had all sorts of job coaches personal coaches, uh, used car buying coaches and mechanics. And so, you know, we we started running ads online on various skills, picked probably about a dozen of the most obvious skills, you know, and ran ads on Meta, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, um, uh, Snapchat, uh, Reddit, LinkedIn, etc. And started to see what would work and what didn't work. So
0: what was the best way to acquire talent pros
1: yeah we we kind of we well there's two parts to that so the 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 direct answer is we ran ads old school online using uh job boards and aggregators of job boards and the ads basically said hey do you think that you're good enough to teach a golf lesson online in your spare time you're hired right and uh and so we ran Dozens upon dozens of ads. So we also got a lot of people that just through word of mouth signed up. The The more circuitous answer is that we made a conscious decision to be a platform where anybody, and I'm, to repeat myself, anybody purported pro through a shingled professional could endeavor to make extra money and set their own rate and set their own availability and perhaps pause Netflix later today when a call came in and then, you know, made a little beer money. So that meant not just having, you know, uh, uh famous fitness influencers that wanted to charge you ten dollars a minute. Just have we could have somebody that's like uh one guy whom who I've worked with in the app is a uh, amateur, uh mixed martial artist uh who, in, who enjoys working out and does it so much that he's got opinions about it and was willing to charge me a buck a minute. We even have people in the app who work for free. They they just work for tips because they love sharing their knowledge and passion and you know and they're willing to help another human being and so we made this decision that anybody could be a purported pro in the app and and to that end we set up the app so that unless we specifically invited you into the app like if we did a blitz out to a list or b list fitness influencers and asked them to set up their own skiller page unless we invited you in you automatically would start in a section of the app called pending In which case you could only accept tips, you couldn't charge per minute. And so until you've had a session or two, which my team had the ability to review and including reviewing the, the ratings of the consumers with whom you worked, they'd given you those ratings. You know, you were sort of in this no man's land, which was also great because it gave our consumers a lot of free options in the app. So if you're worried about price we could take the price consideration out of this app as for consumers. There are pros in the app who are pending who will work just for free plus tips. And then after a while, you know, our, our backend team, our admin team, our customer success group will approve those pros, you know, so it's um, and then you, once you're approved, you can set your rate.
0: Got it. How were you successful in raising $6.5 million? So many people out there aren't able to raise money. So what's your tips or advice for them?
1: Oh, great question. You know, and we're going to be, you know, it's an ongoing process of raising capital. Um, I would say that the one of my early, early advisors to Skiller put it really succinctly, the pain of change of the problem has to be uh, less than the pain of same. so you know, you need to have a solution for a problem that's going to captivate a lot of people. And it's going to become fast apparent to those people when you tell them about it, that this is definitely a problem that they experience, whether or not they had heretofore realized it, now they're realizing it. And that the solution that you're proposing with this venture that you're seeking funding for is going to make it easier. And it's going to be like a lasting sticky problem. So it has to be a captivating story for, in our case, angel investors, which was, you know, appropriate to target angel investors, given our stage, um, it has to be has to be an attractive story. It has to be a very, very big idea um, because, you know, just in the aggregate, uh, you know, your venture portfolio, if you have, you know, stakes in a number of fires, like, you know, seed stage investments like Skiller was last year, a lot of them aren't gonna work. So the ones that work have to be massive ideas to sort of, you know, have you recoup on the losses. So, so it's, it's narrate, it's creating a, a story for an investor that obviously ties to reality, but is captivating is uh it, it, it touches that person. So it's a problem that's relevant to them. And then you're, you're, you know, you're presenting a solution that you believe you can execute. It also helps to have, you know, qualified people. So you want to have, you know, as much prestige and pedigree among your team, your C-suite, your board as possible. All those things are going to add sufficiency t- to the investor's consideration that this is actually a worthwhile endeavor. You know.
0: Right. And how did you pull that off?
1: Yeah. Well, it we, you know, it's uh we we utilized um, as I think a lot of ventures in at our stage would, we utilize the assistance of uh placement agents. Uh, So we uh, enrolled, uh, we, we, uh, we retained uh, Think Equity as a placement agent, which is a a broker dealer uh, headquartered in Manhattan, uh, as well as a number of selected dealers, which are sort of like sub promoters of a financing in one case, uh, Aegis Capital as a, as a, as a, um, as a sub promoter of the financing. Uh, And with those banks, we were able to contact you know probably thousands of, of retail accredited investors and then and then whittle that down to what i believe was north of 100 who participated in the financing you know so
0: got it and then once you launched what was that like to have your product live and realize
1: well it's it's uh it's, it goes back to that stick-to-itiveness thing because uh this project fights me tooth and nail and I sort of was expecting it to fight me tooth and nail. Uh, and so it was also we we got to this point in time where the saying is you and your team could be in the lab or in the you know in the development environment and coming up with all sorts of features, big and small, to make your, you know, as you're designing your product and you're brainstorming about how you're gonna create this amazing mousetrap. And you're all high-fiving each other. Like this is, we figured it out. You know, Uh, my, one of those things for me was like, I want this to be frictionless. So I really want for a consumer to know that they can pay by the minute. I want it to be like no subscriptions. No, you don't have to, you don't have to even buy five minutes at a time. You pay by the minute. Why wouldn't you want that? Like, then I'm thinking I'm a genius. Right. And, and, and then you find out you the, the dog's, have to start eating the dog food. Okay? And so you put the product out in the market and you quickly realize that things that you were so confident about that were going to be massively disruptful, disrupting, we're going to be absolutely beneficial, key attributes of your app are not. And and you just have to have this willingness to like move the ball forward. So what I found recently was a lot of consumers didn't think that pay by the minute was attractive. That they were wait- They were, even though you could cancel a session at any time. Case in point, when I would do breakout workouts in the middle of the day in the Skiller office in Chinatown, while we had it, I'd bring some of my team in. We'd pull up some of my friends who are fitness instructors. We'd hire them right now. We'd be video chatting with them right now. And like four minutes later, I'm winded. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, gotta go. Uh Right? So it was four minutes. I paid for four minutes so long. And the pro was cool with that, by the way. They're cool with that because they Mm -hmm. were just doing nothing. Mm-hmm. What we realized a lot of consumer feedback was it's uncomfortable. And so mm-hmm. we'd much rather be able to say, okay, look, I'm on the hook for five minutes. I'll pay for five minutes right now. And then if I don't use the five minutes, I didn't use them. I lose them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that was one area that we quickly realized we needed to evolve and enhance. So it, it getting to the launch point, definitely not the end of the road. And, you know, it's basically just now you're, now you're in the war zone and you really have to, you have to, you have to be nimble and you have to be listening and you have to be willing to abandon things that you thought were going to be core tenants, core features, and evolve and enhance rapidly. That's where we're at now.
0: It's a big life lesson. So what what's what's ahead?
1: So uh, we had we from launch, we were in an enviable position, uh, whereby the ads that we've been running for our first app, Skiller, the one stop shop, uh, as we're working. Um, and i'd say i qualify that with the cost per install on a respective ad was working was good to great uh our language ads our homework ads our hair and makeup ads our fitness ads our tarot astrology ads so as we were advertising skiller on these various platforms we didn't do it as hey join the one-stop shop skiller has got everything under the sun we said hey We've got golf instructors, if you're at the range later and you want a golf instructor, no longer do you have to schedule the person later. No longer do you have to book them for an hour, we got somebody in the app. And so we ran those ads on golf keywords and they were working. We quickly realized that consumers thereafter would would come into the app, they'd install the app on in Reliance upon or having heard about it from one of these ads. And then the the number of purchasers people that would actually go the distance and consume a paid session, let alone the free session, small short duration free session that we offer all of our consumers uh, now without any credit card or card was not sufficient. So we were sort of hypothesizing why that would be. And we determined uh, that uh, nobody really wants a one-stop shop. It diminishes It, it, it diminishes the intent of consumers it doesn't create sufficiency that there's expertise in a respective skill, because whereas there's so many things that we can do in an app and a user experience and in user interface and in customer journeys to kind of tailor the app to you, if you tell us that you, as you signed up, that you saw a golf ad, it doesn't give you that sufficiency and that comfort that this is like a bona fide golf app. And but it is, we have amazing golf instructors pga pga um, certified instructors as well as just people that can swing a club that are cool and want to help you out and and make beer money so we made a conscious decision to bifurcate the app uh, into single category apps and so literally over the last three four months my team has uh, we took the original skiller app we picked the number one performing skill thus far, which has been Tarot Astrology. So we we picked that. We kept that skill in the existing app. We changed the name of the existing app to Astrology Live, one word, by Skiller, um, and hid the rest of the skills. And now we are endeavoring to pop up um, single category apps for our second our tertiary and our, and all the rest. So the second app that we've now popped up is called language live one word by skiller. You're picking up a theme. The third app that's about to launch, uh, imminently is called wellness live by skiller. And it's a single category app focused on all the things you need for your body and mind. So it's fitness instructors, doctors for urgent care, like cutting a script, uh, nutritionists, yogis, personal and professional coaches all in one app. The following app after that sometime this summer will be homework live. And then after that, we're working on a project that I think is kind of cool called hookup live, which is, you know, just a way to pay by the minute or pay by the five minutes as we've learned to speak to another human being. So getting away from the skill, just, you know, I want to hook up with somebody. I want to talk to them, you know, and and, uh, it'll be extremely inclusive app. That is gonna we're endeavoring to have it be app store compliant. So it's not a it's not an adult product, it's a PG13 product. And you can pay to speak to somebody if you're lonely or you're looking to make a friend. So those are the first five apps. And on top of that, now that we've uh taken the existing infrastructure and created a, a method to replicate it for a new app and a subsequent new app, we're working with um, enterprise clients that have businesses that could benefit from having their own app. So, uh, you know, we're looking to take our code and uh, white label it for other businesses that want to have a skiller-like experience for their consumers. And so we've got a couple of those contracts out and uh, and we'll see what works, you know.
0: Very interesting. When you were running ads, were you focused on both the supply and demand side of the marketplace?
1: Yeah, we so we we sort of double up answer is yes first on the on the performance marketing side which for those that aren't familiar with that term it's digital advertising online is basically called performance marketing you're you're running ads on a keyword you're sending makeup ads to people that are looking for hair and makeup on app on the app store on on facebook and um those are deriving installs versus you know ads that are of a brand marketing nature that you might see on the side of a bus so performance marketing digital advertising online we were running ads both to consumers whom we call seekers, S-C-E-K-R-S. And we're also running ads online to skillers, our pros. Um, you know, we were so we were we were looking for people that were, you know, con- desirous of consuming tarot and astrology sessions and also looking for astrologists online, astrologers online. So we're doing those both online. And then at the same time as I alluded to before, we were running ads on job boards for pros. So for pros, we're doubling up in effect. We're running performance marketing ads on social media platforms as, and, and app stores, as well as job boards. And for consumers, we've just been running ads online. Yeah.
0: If you could do it all over again, which I, it seems like you're about to, what side of the marketplace is more important at the beginning?
1: It, invariably, you have to have product, okay? Um, you know, you have to have product on the shelf. Uh, so, you know, it's, I think they, they, it's such a, it's a, it's a very intricate dance. You have to, you have to lead any app launch in this sort of two-sided marketplace space with having product on the shelf to that end, having just enough product on the shelf, uh, so that you don't have an app that has, we don't launch language live and bring in 10,000 language instructors while we don't yet have our consumer seeking ads up and have sufficient demand for those 10,000 respective language pros, because then we're going to, we're going to burn them. So we want to bring in just enough language pros, have them there. And as quickly as possible thereafter, start the ads, start bringing in consumers. So it's both sides of the marketplace. I'd say that if I could do it over, you know, we were, we've been uh, running and gunning. And there were some members of the team uh, whose roles and responsibilities were uh, fulfilled. Uh, they were, would have been core members of the team whose roles and responsibilities were fulfilled by other members. Specifically, we um, we may do early on without a chief product officer uh, or a head of product or what have you, uh, instead relying upon having you know, members of our dev team and our marketing team fulfill that role. And it, it was it was because during the launch of this business in 2020 and 2021, this was a very heady, hot market for labor and nobody would reply to our corporate ads for, you know, that it was it was impossible. Now, of course, you've seen Facebook uh, meta uh, affecting layoffs. Amazon has had layoffs. Uh, uh, Twitter layoffs and so the so the um, the availability of um of skilled laborers has changed dramatically so i would have i would have brought in a head of product earlier on
0: mm-hmm. and
1: i would have perhaps outsourced some of the roles that we did keep in-house like design and marketing uh design uh, ad design creative design people would have outsourced those people to save cash so,
0: right What do you think is the biggest lesson you've learned so far throughout this whole process?
1: Invariably it's how little we know. Um, You know, it's, it's not, it's uh, the, the biggest lesson has been that, um, you know, there's a reason why something like 99% of ventures fail, Uh, you know, and it's, you have to take that very seriously. Uh, Don't sleep on that. Um, So the lesson is, you know, it's, you need to be extremely uh, engaged in the solution, in the in the problem uh, that you're seeking to solve. There's a, a guy, uh, a mentor, um, uh, Uri Levine, uh, founder of um, Ways, and now the uh, chairman of the board of Zoomcar, a company that I co-founded. that's about to uh, potentially merge with and Dspac, go public. And he says, "Love the problem, love the problem." So if I could, you know, the biggest lesson is you have to, especially in the lulls and the in the ebbs, you have to really remain. You have to continue to love the problem because these projects are they are they they don't not overnight. They are fraught with risk and difficulty, and you know you're you're gonna have moments of doubt. Okay, where okay they didn't like the pay by the minute and there's a million more things like that
0: mm-hmm. where you're
1: going to need to say look I'm, I'm still as in it to win it as I was day 1 if not more so and um and that's a big lesson
0: before i let you go my signature question that i ask all my guests is if there was one thing you could do to improve this world what would you do and why
1: this is why i started skiller you know i love learning and I know, as, as do you, you're obviously way up there and having gotten you know, past the bar. You know that people that are, are apt to learn are more accepting of those around them, are more inquisitive and they're just better people, right? So I wanted to create, I wanna create ways that consumers, people, people are more um, empowered to learn, more willing to learn and as a result, get better outcomes. And so that's going to pay off for that person. It's going to just be like a snowball rolling down the hill where if they feel empowered and they have positive outcomes, and this all comes from being able to connect one-on-one live with another human being rather than have to watch a video or read a book or whatever, everything I could possibly do to disrupt, to make that whole experience frictionless for a consumer is like why I started Skiller. So I want people to, be empowered to learn so that they learn more learn better and start them on that path because they're better people. And then I also want people to like each other. You know, I am, uh, you know, I'm born and raised in Manhattan and uh, it's a melting pot. And so I'm very fortunate to have friends of every color and creed, you know, even ones that I don't like and, you know, agree with. And I want people to feel accepting of others and to break down those barriers of racism and and all the other isms. And so I feel like when you you need the help of whatever sort of esoteric pro it is, and you can actually procure that through an app like Skiller and you can safely video chat with them one-on-one, even if they're a different color or creed or whatever, you're gonna have this appreciation that that person at the end of the day cares a heck of a lot about this thing that they want to share with you they want to imbue their passion in you and voila you realize that they're not that different than you and so i want to break down barriers between people and and i think that learning from somebody if they're a different color than you or whatever it may be different sexual preference whatever it's going to help you realize like ah, you know what why why did i have that why did i attach that stigma or that hatred to that type of person when really they just love cooking they love cooking. They're awesome at it. They got me cooking better. We had a great time. We had a laugh. And now I like those people. And so I think um, that's those problems are sort of solved by skiller.
0: Amen. Castle, thank you so much for hopping on the show today and sharing your story. We wish you you all the best. Excited to use the app on both sides of the marketplace and we'll be in touch.
1: All right. Great. Thank you so much. Have a good one.
0: You too. See ya.
1: Bye.